Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hello, it's Dave here, and I'm not with my wife, Kathy, today. I'm with my friend, Kobe. Hello. Uh, Kobe, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, is the uh, co-host of the Flix Watcher podcast, uh, which is a great show that me and Kathy have been on, uh, where they review films that are on Netflix and help you watch films on Netflix. Yeah, and you guys will be back soon, I'm sure, as well. Yes, we will. Um, uh, and also, importantly, uh, Kobe is my co-host, on the podcast The Wire Stripped which, which you're, you're all listening to I, I presume I think so yeah you must be um, yeah. yeah and if you haven't seen The Wire go watch that and then yeah, go and watch The podcast. Wire but I mean you can still listen to this podcast listen to this episode now but yeah don't go anywhere just stay there do watch The Wire though are they still listen, here yeah I think so yeah okay Jas- uh, Jasper you there Jas- Jasper <laughs> um, is Jasper listening <laughs> I think so <laughs> who's Jasper I like to call my listeners Jasper <laughs> I don't know why. Really? Yeah. Is it just one guy that listens? To yeah, I think just one guy that listens to uh, Flixwatch. Anyway, we just have one listener. <laughs> um, all right, Jasper, we're, we're we're here. We are on the busy London Underground. Yeah. In Angel, uh, we are off to see a special multimedia screening. Yeah, of, I don't know what that means. What it's called? Yeah. Um, special screening. Well, let's just say special because we don't know what's going to happen yeah. when we turn up. Maybe we'll get attacked by dragons. Oh, that'd be exciting. That'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? You mean like the real-life lizards? Yeah. yeah. The, the harmless little lizard <laughs> creatures that are real-life dragons. Uh, yeah, we're going to see How to Train Your Dragon 3. It's yes. a special screening that we got invited to because we're such important uh, people. Um, and, uh, yeah, we don't know what to expect, neither from the movie or this, whatever, this special event they have uh, planned for us, so we'll uh, let you know shortly. But I guess, Kobe, what, what's your relationship with... Um, with this franchise. Well, let me just, let's just get through the turnstiles. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This is good podcasting. Beep. I had to add in my own sound effects. I liked I, it. It didn't make any. So this is the How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Um, I love this. I love this franchise. Uh, to be honest, I hate, I hate the term franchise, but let's call it that. Uh, this is one of the Series films. of movies. Series of I like it, yeah. So this is one of the films, How to Train Your Dragon is one of the films where I kind of dismissed it on first on first release. And then I watched it on a plane, I watched the first one on the plane, and I was absolutely kind of encapsulated. And I just like I just thought, why didn't I just go and watch it? And I think it's because uh, computer-generated animation, if it's not done well, is is the worst. And yeah. it wasn't a Pixar thing, so I just thought, well, it's going to be shit, isn't it? And the first one was just blew me away second one took it up a few notches in terms of animation and how beautiful things looked and what you can do on a, on a screen from computer generated animation um, so I'm really excited about this what about yourself? same I loved I love these movies um, I, I had the same exact experience as you I don't uh, I wasn't really keen on this I think surely like a lot of the DreamWorks animation yeah. stuff is, is hit and miss yeah absolutely I mean they've got some great stuff in there but it's not like like you said it's not like 
Disney or Pixar where you're, it's almost like this uh, seal of assurance of quality, you know? Uh, and I'm like, ugh, dragons, it's like, uh, whatever. Um, but that move, that first movie is such a beautiful little surprise. I, I thought it was so good. The relationship between Hiccup and Toothless and how that grows and develops is sort of like uh, pet and friend. And it's it's... If anyone's ever owned a dog, it's kind of like they, they definitely like modeled they toothless do. on uh, on. It felt like like a dog, didn't it, or a well, cat in some ways. Well, it's yeah. I think it's like models look like a cat, but that kind of relationship you have with the dog, where you, you get to train it and you get to play around with it, and that your dog becomes, you know, the, your protector and your savior and you and your confidant, especially with toothless who didn't really have many friends or any friends in the place that he lived, um, and also he's struggling to have his relationship with his dad at the same time. He's you know, his dad doesn't. He doesn't fit in. Yeah, he just doesn't fit in there. So there's a lot of lovely messages in that in that movie. Yeah. you know, uh, and and like all good, like a lot of good protagonists, Hiccup is an outsider in a community um, where he does, you know, he doesn't quite quite yeah. fit in. And he, but he's also like he's um, he's a great an independent thinker who like rejects the world around him and then shapes it very differently. Like, and he, it, it's it's quite a beautiful message in that. You know, we should challenge the preconceptions of the world around us. And Hiccup doesn't accept that dragons are evil, and then eventually comes to spoiler alert, um, change that. I mean, everyone forever. comes. I mean, he's ostracized for being a loser or not as strong in what is like a Viking type community. Um, you know, he's the kind of kid that can't do a press up, and people are like, oh, you're, you're a waste. Of, you're a waste of space. You're the, you're the chief's son, and you can't even like hold your own in the fight. He's, then, embar- he's an embarrassment to his dad. Yeah, which is sad. Which is, yeah, super sad. And then he becomes like everyone's best friend, and like, yeah, the visionary agent of change. So we've we've used that a few times today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've been <laughs> talking a lot about it. Agents of change. This is what me and Gobi talk about when we're hanging agents out. Agents of change. Um, but yeah, lovely mov- movie. Um, also, the soundtrack by John Powell. Oh, is, I've listened beautiful. to that so many times. It's stunning. It's one of my favorites just to listen to on a at work while yeah, you're working. Yeah, yeah, when I'm working. Yeah, Same. absolutely. Um, all right, we, we've probably banged on long enough. Let, uh, let's go see this movie. Uh, we will check in on the other side and let you know what the hell is so special about it. If anything is. <laughs> don't, let me, don't let us down, guys. Dragon. Or if you don't hear from us, we've been consumed by dragons. That's one potential outcome. <laughs> hey, bud, wait up. We'll start it out. All alone. He's not the only one. is better probably there is an armada with enough cages for all of our dragons this is a new kind of enemy we need to find the hidden world i will destroy everything you love all right hi we're back hi it's us so we've just saw how to Train Your Dragon 3. But first, we got our face painted. We we got interactive. Faces. We yeah. got interactive. We Well, the, the, the thing got interactive <laughs> with us. It was good fun, though. They, they created this whole... Uh, it's kind of like secret cinema yeah. light almost, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, I think the only light thing about it was that it's a lot smaller, but they had uh, dragon riding, which we didn't see. They had face painting, which we got involved in. So, I guess, check out the 
the Cinemile Instagrams and social media for at the Cinemile at the Cinemile. Yeah, we'll put it. We'll put it up there. This glorious face painting. You went for the hiccup. I went you? for hiccups. Are you? What did you have? Who did you have? I went for the rough nuts. Rough nuts. Yes. I yes. asked her to give me the rough nut treatment. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we look pretty cool, I would say. We did. I think so. I, th- I, I think uh, we both look astounding. Yeah, I think we're getting a lot of looks right now out in the open. Yeah, outside still people still with are. our face painted. Who are these goobers? <laughs> um, yeah, what else did they have? They had uh, pastries, classic Viking pastries. <laughs> they had an almond croissant they or had, a hazelnut chocolate croissant. I had uh, pan raisin. <laughs> and they also they yeah, they, they dropped the ball on the food. They did. We missed. We missed out on a lot. We had some free beer there as well. Uh, basically, oh, and they had little Viking tokens. They, they gave did. You. Yes, yeah, I still yeah, got yeah. one. As in, like little wood chips. Yeah, I've got. Uh, I've got a picture. I can send you guys for the cinema. Yeah. Basically, they did. This is a, a pre-press screening to try and gather some opinions before this, before it comes out properly. So we're, we're watching this ahead of the official release. Uh, yeah. So we've been treated to the to the press treatment and. It was it was a nice little experience. It's open for a week. Um, we saw a few yeah, film so journalists that we we know and recognise with their kids and stuff like that. So nice event. Yeah, I think um, it's thirty percent adults. I would have said that, wouldn't it? Wasn't it something like that? Yeah, it was a, a lot of family vibes. Yeah, uh, yeah, good fun. Um, so the movie. What do you think of the movie? The movie generally um, didn't have the same impact as the first and the second one, um, but I mean that's not. I mean, that's underselling. It's still still an awesome film, I thought. Um, some bits were just absolutely astoundingly, stunningly beautiful. Yeah. And there's one point where all the kids just went, whoa, like <laughs> in unison. That was me. <laughs> you just emulated all the kids. Yeah. Um, and I, was, I, I internalized that. I was like, whoa. Um, and we'll get to that on spoilers. We'll I, think to, I, I think I know what yeah. you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of heart. Wasn't so keen. Um, I didn't really get the point of the the villain. It has to be a villain, I guess. But yeah. it didn't really hit the mark for me. I didn't really get what he was trying to do. Well, he was just oh, villain 101. Yeah, like, really. It was, was like it's like they didn't get past the sort of the scratch pad of like what could we do with the villain? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. What if he had blonde hair and a German accent? <laughs> yeah, uh, Hans Gruber. Yeah. <laughs> he was Hans Gruber. He was. Um, and we'll come back to that later, actually, yeah. uh, because uh, there's, there was more similarities, I thought, there with Hans Gruber. Um, what yeah. Do you, what do you reckon? I'm with you. I, I, um, I definitely. I mean, nothing can really. You're, you're only going to get diminishing returns with this kind of thing because yeah. nothing can really hit that impact that first movie had with the freshness of it all Absolutely. and that, that burgeoning relationship between Hiccup and Toothless um, that, and, and so you know that said you're only really just trying to sort of wring more plot out of these things however um, there's a lot of heart in this any anytime Hiccup and Toothless are together and what, what, they, what they do with their relationship in this movie I thought was just beautiful mm. I cried several times the end of it just ruined me absolutely <laughs> I ruined I thought I had some sniffles oh man the, my, fa- my face paint is it's running is rubbing, is it? running off <laughs> crying so much um, but yeah it's not it doesn't it doesn't really hang really all hang together like there's no, no momentum to the thing there's no real threat uh, it's all a bit haphazard but when it's good uh, and when it's like when it's good and it is often good. It's, it's just visually yeah. beautiful. Yeah, breathtaking is right, and and quite heartfelt. So the yeah. character stuff is good. The plot, yeah. I think that's I think that's fair. At the start, I think it started off not so strongly, 
there's a good kind of fight sequence at the start but that still didn't really drag me in I couldn't really tell what was going on same I uh, didn't really know why they were doing it and people seemed to be as in people in Burke which is Hiccup's hometown didn't really seem to care that they'd gone off to three more dragons so I was like why, why are you even doing this yeah um, and then it, it took it built up momentum built up momentum stalled and then there's some amazing bits through I'm not sure we can what else can say without giving away spoilers really well why don't we move on to spoilers street now yeah, yeah okay um, so we are now in spoilers for How to Train Your Dragon yeah. 3 and I'll assume 1 and 2 yeah I guess so uh, yeah, that bit at the beginning, right when they're in Burke, that uh, that really concerned me. As in, like, so we, we we see this new Burke, and they've built, they kind of built this ramshackle like Dragonville, Dragonville, yeah. but it's like wood, like it's it, almost it's like, like a favela. It's extending, yeah, it yeah. looks so haphazard. And then I was thinking, this looks like it could crumble at any second, and then it does of crumble course, yeah. because a giant dragon gets a bit <laughs> skittish and then knocks over the whole village, like, like a domino. We, yeah, yeah. I mean, were you thinking like? Mi- what, what surely dozens of people just died <laughs> oh <And> yeah <laughs> like sit there with, you cannot tell me there weren't a single injury in this people died then and what that didn't really concern Hiccup at that point but, <laughs> no. when, but when when one guy came down and burnt his house he was pissed off oh yeah You'd come and into my place move. and burn it let's yeah. get out of here guys um, even though hang on all your, your what's your goal here you're bringing more and more like drag it it's like running a zoo it's a noble cause without any cages yeah it's a noble cause and uh but rightly so, the other man that's... I can't remember what his name is. It was like, dude, we, we ain't got any space in no dragons anymore. I know you want to free them all, but <laughs> yeah. we need to have Where a better plan. You can't just have these giant, like, elephant-sized creatures roaming Bounding free around. in your village. Yeah. Doing whatever they want. It's, just, it's not very practical. Um, it's unfortunate we have to think practicalities in the film like this. That's what I wanted. I wanted more logistic. <laughs> I wanted more detail about the infrastructure of this that's village. It. What they need to do is get the guys from London Zoo so they can come up with a proper uh, strategy for rehousing. Yes. A rehousing the dragon strategy. Exactly. Which ultimately, <laughs> to be fair, we're giving out. That is where the movie ends up. It they, is. They, they, True. That's kind of the conclusion that they end up uh, actually, getting to. The dragons should live where um, they need to live. Where they need to live. Yeah. Um, but I presume the bit you were alluding to earlier was when they first discovered the hidden world. Yeah, the hidden world. Yeah. Where, uh, it's gorgeous. Where. Hiccup and his um, spoilers, or on Spoiler Street, his, his wife, soon to be wife, come across the hidden world, which is where the dragons are hanging out. And my god, first of all, there's like a crater in the sea, which when they circle around that looks oh, that's cool. spectacular. But they, then they dive into it and it becomes this kind of phosphorescence beauty. And this is when the kind of uh, the screening room we're in kind of lit up and everyone kind of looked up at the screen and everyone just went whoa yeah it was a bit of a light show yeah, while it was. we were watching this it was, it was very cool it was a super cool experience um, it's, it is one of the best things I've seen animated um, ever and one of the best things I've seen on screen ever and it's just, it was just stunning I think animation nowadays should never be second rate and I think people if, the, if you think Oh, I can't be asked to go because it's a cartoon. That's underselling it like yeah. massively. You'll see you'll see things you've never seen before. Yeah, C- certainly this this was a just what was on screen was just a the colours on display. Yeah, and, and there's a, there's a lovely little moment where these tiny like almost firefly dragons yeah. are riding with them, and it's oh. and then John Powell's score kicks in, and you're just like this is like that's this is proper cinema. It is, and we I mean both of our favourite film of last year was the. Um, Spider-Man. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse an animated film which annoyingly hasn't done as much business as I want it to do 
and the things because people think it's a cartoon I'm not going to see it well let's do another plug for it here yeah. go, go see go, go see, spend money on that movie please because it needs we need more of the films like that um, but going back to How to Train Your Dragon yeah I mean it's just it was just absolutely outstanding in places another great bit was where Toothless uh, sorry Hiccup is fighting the bad guy at the end and they both kind of fall off the the light fury Hiccup um, Toothless is girlfriend wife dragon <laughs> yeah. and they're both falling down and that just looks look, just looks amazing with angles that you can't do you can't do in real life yeah it was a powerful moment it was it was absolutely amazing and that was but that was the bit that um, reminded me of Hans Gruber as well ah, he had the same nice. Hans, he had the same Hans Gruber death <laughs> it, it did <laughs> he, he was literally just same angle and everything but falling down that with the hand absolutely up absolutely right yeah so it was just like textbook and even Sex like bad guy. I would have described this if you asked me to describe this villain in one sentence before you'd mentioned Hans Gruber it would have been an Alan Rickman type <laughs> <laughs> like it's just la- it's just lazy Sheriff of Nottingham or Hans Gruber take your pick it's just that's all it is yeah. and like you're right what what was his motivation was just to kill dragons I guess for then, why but also that we weren't really achieving that goal very well they were putting them in cages to what end yes yeah, so if you're going to catch them you construct all these all these yachts and things to take them to kill them I just kill them just kill them you had them yeah <laughs> what are you I doing mean, I, just, I, I, no, I didn't care didn't understand it it wasn't it wasn't original or interesting no. so and then and then there was this kind of three other dragon chieftains or whoever yeah I don't, I don't get what they were they wanted to catch the dragons but they were slightly pissed off that he was killing them but they were his colleagues in a way and, I mean um, I mean I, what was cool was the scorpion dragons with the acid breath yeah they were quite the, cool and then the sort of idea of the mind control him controlling them with their own venom was yep. quite interesting but like just didn't amount to anything and then the, the plot then you've got sort of tough nuts or rough nuts I forget which one getting kidnapped and then leading them back it's just like you're just kind of going through the paces here so any type the, the actual plot of the movie wasn't particularly interesting no but then but then the counter beats and the counter moments particularly for me the stuff with um, Hiccup and his and his girlfriend sort of that burgeoning romance all that stuff was beautiful and it really reminded me a lot of back to the first movie when it was almost like a silent movie Hiccup and Toothless sort of getting, uh, to, know getting to know each other yeah, yeah, yeah. Out in the wilderness and there was a lot of that oh you mean Toothless and his girlfriend sorry in, in, yeah. in this one Toothless and his girlfriend yes, sort yeah. of flirting and oh, yeah. the dance he was doing it was like so sweet and uh, and, the, and lovely sort of comedy moments in it there were and I, one thing that, had, that really threw me actually is that I thought I was thinking all the way through that the bad guy had set her free so that she could lead Toothless back. Oh yeah, I thought and that, that as well. And it didn't. And it did, so it, it kind of had me on edge every time I thought Hiccup and every time Toothless and her were together. I thought there was going to be a capture at some point, which is maybe a good thing. It didn't happen, but yeah. But what they, at the beginning of the movie, she's a captive of yeah. the bad guys, and then they just, they just let her go to lead Toothless back. That's what I thought that was their plan. I don't know. So yeah, plot-wise, ignore the plot. Ignore the plot. As a bad guy, he's going to get his comeuppance. Yeah. That's the... Doesn't matter. That's the thing. Really, uh, the stuff is like... All the stuff with um, Toothless and his burgeoning romance was lovely and yeah. lots of fun. And then I think Hiccup's sort of character story of like trying to you know, grow up and lead a village and sort of become a father and having to sort of leave, let go of his well, child that, in a way. It's that, it's that kid becoming an adult uh, storyline, which is... What happens in, in Toy Story as well? Toy Story, Toy Story Three is yeah. 
that's what makes that so sad is you know Andy becomes the dad and has to let go of his of his of his toys and here Hiccup has to let go of of Toothless and the rest of the village have to let go of their of their of their dragons and that's, that's a good shout actually there's a lot of um, parallels yeah. here particularly the the end of it which yeah. is a, bit, a bittersweet uh, goodbye which I thought was beautiful so nicely done and and did you notice like there's a lovely moment where when he's saying goodbye to Toothless he kind of has his hand off him on him on his nose and then just removes it in the exact sort of reverse of how they first touched oh okay nice I didn't notice I thought it was lovely Um, and then everything after that with him growing up bearded toothless and his kids (laughs) and reasoning him years later fucking crushed me (laughs) I just can't handle that as a father now like one of the cutest things ever was seeing the three toothlesses toothless babies oh brilliant (laughs) just bounding out (laughs) I mean, like, the animators have done such a good job with the character design of it looks Toothless. Like, they must have just studied animals for hours. I mean, hours. I was just looking at, the, like, how they did the eyes, for example. The eyes looked outstanding. And if I was spending that much time looking at the eyes, you know how much they've spent looking at the rest of the creatures and the rest of what's going on. Um, yeah, it's, it's all like, just the movement alone. The movement feels, was brilliant. Like they, they feel so... Um, real don't they it's been like when Toothless is bounding through the forest and he's like looking left looking just how he's posturing his head around <laughs> yeah and it's adorable it is and to think I mean that I want a Toothless I do want a Toothless <laughs> and just imagine right I think that's what these movies are good at as well that, that feeling of like flying you yeah know, like, oh. I, and often I, I, I wish we'd seen it in 3D because I saw the first two movies in 3D so, and it's like some of the best use of 3D you can get I might, I might check it out in 3D then IMAX 3D or something like that the uh, best new trick because I mean Toothless gets a new trick every, every, every film but this kind of ability to teleport where he like generates this, this uh, lightning, lightning storm yeah. inside of himself and spurts it out and, and, and teleports almost like the Back to the Future car it was pretty cool yeah <laughs> oh yeah it is <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah so yeah I absolutely recommend it but it's just, it doesn't quite hit the heights of the first one um, or second one it was Diminishing Returns there have <laughs> been Diminishing Returns but that doesn't mean it's a bad film by any stretch of the imagination I'm, I'm like I'm so trying not to say it's 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 a bit toothless uh, <laughs> yeah we just did it by not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's lacking, this is what I'm not trying to say <laughs> it needs more bite, no bite. Yeah. <laughs> bit no. of a gummy uh. I mean I think if you like these movies you know you're yeah. gonna, you're, it's, it's, it's worth a while and it's, it's a lovely close out to the it trilogy is. I feel, it feels like a full stop it's a worthwhile much, yeah it's a worthwhile final film uh, don't do any more films after this it doesn't need to be don't need it um and yeah. The, yeah, they've done well. This is good fun, nice yeah, experience. Pretty much what you want. Good, um, good animation. Yeah. All right, let's leave it there, Kobe. Uh, tell everyone where they can find you. We can find not like where you live, like but yeah. Like, um, where, where NW. Oh, sorry, not that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I um, at at Flix Watcher F L I X Watcher or at the Wire Strips, where you can also hear Dave as well. Um, yeah. And we are there on all the social medias: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And if you see mine and Dave's silly mug posing stupidly uh, before before this film in the interactive section, check out our face page <laughs> at the Cinema Isle. Uh, right, thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. See you Cheers. soon. Bye. Bye.
Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.